Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. It is the Jesse Kelly Show, another hour of the Jesse Kelly Show. And remember, you can email the show, jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Your love, your hate, your death threats, your Ask Dr. Jesse questions. Friday's coming, only a couple days away. Oh, before I forget, congrats to Jewish producer Chris, who's officially a married man now. Chris, opa, or whatever. Isn't that what you, is it, is that what you people say? Is that not, is that not Jewish? Well, whatever, Chris. It is. Oh, it is Jewish. See, I knew it. Opa, Chris, in in uh, wishing you guys a very happy Jewish wedding or marriage, whatever. I don't. I don't know. Did you do the thing where I've seen you people? You get on the chair and you bounce up and down in the chair. I've always wanted to do that. You're so lame, Chris. Your marriage ceremony is just as lame as you were. All right, let's get into this before we get into the emails for tonight. Emails confirm why CDC changed definitions of vaccine and vaccinated. Newly obtained emails confirm that the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention changed both its definition for vaccine and vaccinated because people were pointing out that the definitions didn't seem to apply to COVID-19 vaccines. Quote, the definition of vaccine we have posted is problematic and people are using it to claim the COVID vaccine is not a vaccine based on our own definition. This is according to Alicia Downs, a CDC official 
She wrote this email in August of 2021. I'm not going to go through the rest of the article. I've always thought that was kind of boring when people just start reading articles on the air. But what happened? Well, we all know what happened here. They lied to you. And they lied to me. They lied over and over and over again about what this thing was and what it could do. I remember being told, because remember, I wasn't anti. I just wanted to watch and see. I remember being told over and over again, hey, take this vaccine. It prevents you from getting coronavirus. Okay, well, that sounds good, good. And then pretty quickly, that became apparent that wasn't true. And then they kept telling us, hey, get this vaccine. It prevents the spread of coronavirus. Oh, okay, good, good. That sounds good. I don't want to spread uh, a disease. And then that turned out to not be true. And now they're telling you over and over and over and over again that your vaccine expires faster than a stick of fruit strike gum. And you should take one at what was it? Nine months, I believe is last time I heard. They consider you now unvaccinated if you're nine months removed from your last shot. Well, I'm sorry. I do have all of my vaccines, or at least a normal like uh, me- measles and mumps and all those other things like that. I don't remember having to go back every nine months. It's weird. It's weird what they've gotten away with in this country. How much they've gotten away with lying to us over and over and over and over again. Odd, isn't it? Dear J. Steele Burger God. I like that, Chris. What? I like it. You just, you just don't appreciate. You don't appreciate greatness, Chris. <laughs> you say the Democrats will drop the hammer on Sleepy Joe after the midterms. But what if they're actually accelerating his downfall before that? By the way, in case, in case you don't remember, this was me back in April. Significant thing you should be paying attention to is... Hold on. I should probably clarify. This is a long clip of me back in April, but I have to be honest. I wasn't sure if I was going to play the whole thing, but as I listen and listen and listen, I got so mesmerized by the sound of my voice. I thought I should just play a long clip. Significant thing you should be paying attention to is media organizations who previously went all in to cover up this story are now going all in exposing the story the new york times you could make a valid argument the new york times has done so much to aid the communists and against us that 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 entire company should be nationalized and shut down who was it that called them the treason times the new york times is now reporting on the hunter biden stuff why well remember what i've been telling you remember what i've been telling you there are two parts to this, and there are two parts, and I know this is an outlandish, ridiculous prediction, but I'm sticking with it. The first part is obvious. Again, this is me from back in April. The only reason I paused it was I was just, honestly, I was a little taken aback at how sultry my voice sounds. One of the reasons they're all talking about this now is this actual case has legs, and Hunter Biden might burn. And if, you, you, if you've been one of the media companies that's been covering up the whole time, you look terrible. Hunter Biden might burn. You cheat the IRS out of a million dollars, which it looks like that's what he did at least. They usually come hunting for you. That's one. The second part of this is my prediction. Joe Biden. They're trying to force Joe Biden to resign. Joe Biden 
is going to resign not long after the midterm elections. And I need to be clear, I've been told this from nobody. It's completely a wild theory of mine. And if he doesn't do it, I'm going to have to come here and sit behind the microphone and own it. Oh, that's going to be brutal. I really like talking about how smart I am. What, Chris? Oh, that's a good idea, Chris. I'll just never talk about it and act like I was right all along like the rest of them. Look, that's what journalist Jesse would do. That is what journalist Jesse would do, Chris. In fact, that's brilliant. I can't believe we, we got cheated out of it. It's journalist Jesse. There's just no one better. We love Jesse. He's the best. Jesse, please kiss my baby. Jesse, 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 Jesse. Back to what the email was saying. She said, anyway, uh, or he said, you say the Democrats will drop the hammer on Sleepy Joe after the midterms, but what if they're actually accelerating his downfall before that? If they can get him out right away, and if they can get Dome to advocate her position, he says maybe they'd threaten her with a convertible. Oh, geez, that's terrible. Anyway, I do believe the next person in line would be the Speaker of the House. Now, Nancy only has a few more months before the midterm elections. Certainly boot her out of that podium so they can make this maneuver. It has to be ASAP. Listen, when we, I I know you do this because I do this. When we think about politics and this uh, Game of Thrones they play, right? The power politics out there of of this guy's my friend and this guy's my enemy and he's going to knife him in the back and they should move this guy from here and then put this guy in there. I I tend to think we make a couple mistakes. One, we feel like it's just up to one person and it's a very simple process. Oh, of course there's some uh, Wizard of Oz behind the curtain and he'll just, he'll snap his fingers and Joe will be gone and then Dome will be gone and then we'll magically put Nancy Pelosi in there and Grandma Vodka will sit in the throne for a while. And we, we think, we think because in our minds we're moving chess pieces around the board. Again, I do this too all the time. We think because we can move it around in our minds and it makes logical sense to us that it's something that will happen. But understand this, even getting Joe Biden to resign is probably going to be a challenge even for Democrat power brokers. Think about this. Let's let's deal with step one, because I do believe they're going to get him to resign. But think about this. Joe Biden has been in office for 8,000 years, give or take a couple years. Joe Biden is 79 going on 299. We can all hear Joe Biden isn't exactly on, uh, well, the cutting edge of, of intelligence. I will once more return to the hollow ground of Yad Vashem. <laughs> okay. Joe Biden's on the twilight end of his life. The twilight years of his life. And Joe Biden is president of the United States of America, thanks to some mail-in drop boxes. But that's another story entirely. Joe Biden's president. He's at the tail end of his life. He's been in politics for ages. And his son, Hunter Biden, is now facing real legal trouble. Uh, Legal people I know and trust well and talk to, they say this thing has a lot of teeth. It's going to be very difficult for Hunter Biden to get out of this clean. Hunter Biden really genuinely might burn. And so you have Joe Biden sitting there as president. He doesn't have many years left. He might have to bail his son out again or attempt to in some way. 
that's not going to be the easiest thing in the world to push him out. Now, I think they'll pull that off. In fact, I've always I've always thought they're going to strike a deal. Hey, we'll let Hunter off if you just walk away. But that's step one in your plan. Step two is something we're going to discuss, and we're going to discuss it next. Why? Because I geek out on that stuff. Look, we, we're stuck with these people for another two and a half years, no matter which way you slice it. I mean, we're mad about inflation today, and we think there's some kind of relief coming. Man, there's no relief coming. I mean, do you have gold yet? Do you have any gold in your possession yet? 9.1% inflation? And we have another year of the Biden Dome administration. And then another year. Are you going to sit there with no backup plan? I don't want you to do anything nuts. And I would never tell you to do this. And I would never send you to someone I don't trust. Again, I sent my own father to Oxford Gold Group. He said, hey, I'm nervous about this money situation. I want to get some gold. I sent my own father there, and he was well taken care of. Call Oxford. They have a plan. It's laid back. It's easy. They'll deliver gold to your front door, gold and or silver to your front door. So no matter how bad this gets, you have value. 833-995-GOLD. Just tell them Jesse told you to call. They'll take good care of you. I promise. 833-995-GOLD. Miss something? There's a podcast. Get it on demand wherever podcasts are found. The Jesse Kelly Show. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday on a hoop day. And you know what we're doing here on a Wednesday, Chris? We're changing people's lives. We're changing people's lives, Chris. That's what we're doing here. All right. Back to this. Look, in case you missed it or any look, if you missed any part of the show or what we were just talking about, you can go download the whole thing on iHeart, Google, Spotify and iTunes. And what we were talking about, I I have this theory. Again, I've been predicting this for a while. I'm not Johnny come lately to this for since April. I've been predicting. I think they're going to run Joe Biden out of office after the midterm elections. He's extremely unpopular now, including with Democrats. He's now getting more and more testy because he's always been a jerk, and now he's just an old, less sharp jerk. Mr. President, what's your message to Democrats who don't want you to run again? They want me to run. Two-thirds say they don't. Read the polls. Read the polls, Jack. You guys are all the same. That poll showed that 92% of Democrats, if I ran, would vote for me. A majority of Democrats say they don't want you to run again in 2024. 92% said if I did, they'd vote for me. The media doesn't ask questions like that of a Democrat president. Those questions get asked of a Republican president. I say Joe Biden has become a big millstone around the neck of a Democratic Party. And I don't want to get your hopes up. And I know people get mad when I say this because they think it's going to make people stay home. I, I don't agree. And it's my job to just tell you what I think anyway. I do believe my buddy uh, Steve Dace, he's got a great show, by the way. My buddy Steve Dace, he says, he calls what Democrats are facing is a near extinction level event. And I think that is a great way to put it. I really genuinely do think they are facing a wipeout. You'll see all these uh, think tanks and, and policy groups and polling groups out there now, and they're saying things like Democrats might lose 25 seats at the midterms. 25 seats? 
Okay, Chris, I know you're going to write this one down. If Democrats lose less than 40 seats at the midterms, I will shave in a mustache. I will. Yes, I will, Chris. I will. No, I'm not walking it back. It's already out there, Chris. It's live on national radio. 40 seats. They will lose at least 40 seats or I will shave in a mustache. It's going to be a bloodbath. What, Chris? Yeah, we're, ta- we're talking about the House. I'm, I'm only talking about the House. I'm not even saying Senate. I'm saying House. Yes, I'm glad you clarified. Again, we can rely on Chris to do the fine print around here. I am saying they will lose a bunch. over four, it's, it, They will lose at least 40 seats. And if they don't, I will shave in a mustache. I really genuinely will. I will. It's going to be a destruction unlike anything we've ever seen. When you go through something horrible, you it's, it's human nature. You look around for somebody to blame. Everyone does. It's human nature. You do. I do. Everyone does. Even if it's something that seems completely random, out of the blue, people will search in their pain and hurt. People will search for someone to blame. I mean, and part of the reason I'm so emphatic that it's going to be a slaughtering is Latinos. I've tried to explain this before. Latinos have not traditionally been national conservatives, Hispanics, whatever you want to call them. I don't really care. And I don't care what offends you, by the way. So don't bother calling or emailing in. But Latinos are not or haven't been traditional conservatives. They've been voting Democrat for a long time. Because they've been voting Democrat for a long time, Democrats now purposely keep our border open and flood the country with illegal immigration from Mexico and Central and South America. They do that on purpose because they believe Latinos are their natural allies. Democrats are losing Latinos rapidly. We have Mexicans getting elected or Hispanic people getting elected along our southern border in border districts that have been blue for ages. And there's another part of this. I want you to listen to something real quick. This is President Jill Bud. With faith in each other, anything is possible. So say it with me. See, say Padre. The future is ours. <laughs> they, they think, they know they're losing Hispanics in this country. They know they're losing them. They think the way to get them back is to butcher Spanish towards them. They, they genuinely think this is appealing. Buenas tardes. They think that's appealing, or they think calling them Latinx is appealing to them. Um, I was in the Marine Corps with more Hispanics than you can possibly count. Not one of them ever used the word Latinx. Today, because I live in Texas, and Mexican culture and Texas culture, there's so much overlap there. They're just ingrained because of all the history behind it. Like half my friends are Mexicans. My best friends are Mexican. It's just, I hang around Mexicans all the time. They're all not only mortified by the Latinx thing, they think Black Lives Matter is repulsive filth. They've watched the Democrats become the Black Lives Matter party there. They think all of this LGBTQ stuff is repulsive filth, and they're never going to sign on with it. When I say, or I should say Steve says, extinction-level event, 
What if Democrats only get 40% of the Hispanic vote in the country? They're going to get wiped out in districts people never saw coming. 25 seats, my rear end. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
You heard it here first, Chris. The mustache is coming, baby, unless it's 40 seats plus. And I'm telling you, it's going to be 40 seats plus. But that brings us back to what we were talking about. That's why I think Joe goes. I think they look around after the midterms and they see smoldering rubble. And they decide, look, I know we don't have a great, a great backup plan, but we have got to get Joe Biden out of here. I think it'll be, look, the easiest thing to do is blame someone else for your problems, isn't it? And yeah, he'll be, he'll be responsible somewhat for it, but really it's just general Democrat insanity. They're all insane. Just Joe Biden's the head insane one at this point in time. They're going to look at the smoldering rubble and they're going to do what humans naturally do and they're going to blame everyone else but themselves. They'll say it was Joe Biden's fault and they kick him out the door. But this is where the right gets way too cute. And I make this mistake too. I'm not pointing fingers. We get way too cute with what comes next. Because after this, we say, oh, well, they're, then they'll have to run Dome out the door because everyone hates Dome, everyone except for Willie Brown. Or we're going to then they'll have to, well, they have to deal with Pete Buttigieg and, and, and everyone hates the rear admiral. So what are they going to do about it? I'm going to explain how complicated that gets and how things really work. In fact, I'll tell you a personal story about me. Next. It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday. And remember, you can email the show your love, your hate, your death threats. Email that to jesse at jessekellyshow.com. Don't forget, you can download the show, iHeart, Google, Spotify, and iTunes on iTunes. Leave a five-star rating and a review talking about how handsome I am. I don't know how many of those there are now, Chris, but it's a lot of them. And it makes me laugh something fierce, man. It, it really, there's over a thousand. Oh my gosh, there's almost 2,000? <laughs> That's so wrong. <laughs> anyway, Chris asked, because I just made a prediction, and I don't think I've ever done this before. I made basically a bet on the show. I said if Democrats don't lose at least 40 seats in the House at the midterms, I'm going to shave in a mustache. To which Chris asked during the break, he asked if I'm going to curl the ends up and do like the wax mustache thing. I'll be frank with you, Chris. I want to, but there is a problem. I um, I enjoy, it's a family show, I enjoy spending time with my wife. Uh, the wife is not going to take the mustache thing well at all. In fact, there's a chance she's listening. I bet because I don't have a text message right now, she's not listening so I have to hope she doesn't podcast the show the next day. I'll have to hack into her phone and delete the podcast or something like that. If I, if I show up home with a mustache shaved into my face, it might be some uh, <clears throat> rough times in the Kelly household, Chris. It might, might be uh, lonely times out there. She is not. One time when we first met, I had a, a mustache and a goatee shaved in. This is back when I had real bad PTSD and I wanted to murder everybody. I had a mustache and goatee shaved in back then. I should have a picture of it. I'll show you, Chris. You know what? I'll show it to you. We'll put it online of young Jesse with a mustache and goatee. And she said I looked like a convicted felon, which I think that was not very nice, to be frank. I don't think that was very nice, but it, she was not a fan. Not a fan at all. So that'll be a problem. Back to what we were talking about. 
people uh, were starting. People are starting to game plan kicking Joe Biden now. That Democrats are going to kick him out after the midterms, and then well, they have to kick out Kamala, and this is what they do. People tend to get too cute with this because you forget there are individual ambitions and egos at stake here that can't always be controlled, especially when you're talking about a prize like the presidency. I, I know this is all stuff you know, but wrap your mind around this. When you're the president of the United States of America, there are less than 50 of those people in the history of mankind. How many people have achieved something that less than 50 people have ever done? When you're the president of the United States of America, they will build you a library after you're done being president, and it's essentially just a gigantic ego boost to you. By the way, Chris, remind me, we need to build me a library one day, but that's another story entirely. What, Chris? Anyway, in all seriousness, when you're the president of the United States of America, you have an army of armed guards around you at all times, the rest of your life. When you're the president, kings and queens from other countries will essentially kiss your ring. What will people do to achieve that level of power? And I haven't even gone into how much money being president makes you. Remember the Clintons? The Clintons didn't have two nickels to rub together when they got elected to the White House. Now look what the Clintons are worth. Now, granted, the Clintons didn't always use uh, <clears throat> the most up-and-up means to acquire all that, but still they're worth a fortune. What will people do to achieve president of the United States of America? I mean, anything it's easy to look and say, well, they'll just take dome and they'll move her or they'll, they'll take the rear admiral and they'll move him here or Eric Adams, who I think is going to be the nominee. They're going to move him out or move him in and Gavin Newsom. But I told you, I'd promise you a personal story and I, and, and I, and I will. Power politics and how power politics work. I have a similar story about me. And I told this story a long, long time ago on the show. I realized I, I need to start telling these things again because we have so many new listeners. You know I ran for Congress back in Arizona. Uh, I was in the Marine Corps. I was not political. I'd never been political. We were not a big political family at all. But I was in the Marine Corps. And when I got out of the Marine Corps... My folks, about the time I had joined the Marines, my folks started a construction company. My dad had always worked for them and whatnot, and he decided they wanted, he thought he could do it, so they'd strike out on their own. I think it was 18, 19, they started their own. It ended up being a huge success, by the way. They're retired, and they got all kinds of money, and they're doing great, so I love that. I'm very proud of them. But he started it about the time I was leaving the house. My, him and my mom started it. And they had moved it to Arizona by the time I got out of the Marines, so I moved down to Arizona. Went back to work in construction and going to Pima Community College, not to brag. But because I was working out of town so much with construction, I started listening to more and more talk radio and started to get into more. I always read history books, but started reading economics books and books about this and books about that. And I started to really get angry about, about Barack Obama running for president. This is back when Obama was running. I decide, screw, I, I, you know, I'm impulsive and I make poor decisions. I decided I'm running for Congress. Yeah, there was no, I'd never been involved in politics. There was no running for city council or anything like that first. I'm running for Congress. I, forget that. And everyone told me I was insane. I was like 26 years old at the time. You're insane. You're too young. My own sister, when I called and told her I'm running, she's like, you're not even qualified. That was verbatim what she said, right? So that's, that's it. I just got mad and I was running for Congress. 
And when I first jumped into my race for Congress, the Democrat who held the seat, it was Gabrielle Giffords. This is before she got shot, obviously. It was Gabrielle Giffords. And she was considered to be pretty safe in that seat when I started running. Fairly safe in that seat. I didn't care. There, there, when, I, when I go after something like that, because I'm so impulsive and stupid, there's no way you can dissuade me from doing and the dumb thing I clearly have already made my mind up that I'm going to do. So it wouldn't matter to me if it was Nancy Pelosi and I was in San Francisco. I was running up, up hers. We're going after. And so I start running in the primary, but there's no primary yet. I'm all by myself. And this goes on for, gosh, four or five, six months, and I'm at every, every Tom, Dick, and Harry's pancake breakfast, every Republican meeting of any kind in whatever precinct there was. If there was a house party, I went to more house parties that were, quote, fundraisers for me that had, seriously, four or five people in there. I've been to house parties that were fundraisers for me in the beginning where only the hosts showed up. No one else showed up. You want to talk about an awkward couple hours? It's terrible, right? And so I was, I was just there grinding at everything, four, five, six months. And I'm starting to get some traction. People are liking what I'm saying because I'm so brilliant, Chris. What, Chris? And also, there's another reason they liked what I was saying. You know, freedom is not free. Freedom's not free, Chris. And they, those, the people understood freedom wasn't free. And so I start to pick up momentum. But about the time I start picking up some momentum, I mean, this is the first time I picked up momentum. The momentum of the country starts to change because Obamacare passes. And I'll remember, I remember this like it was yesterday. Maybe you've forgotten, but Barack Obama was fairly popular very early on. But I think it was about a year into his presidency, he passed Obamacare. And they had to cram that thing through at like midnight on Christmas Day or something like that. It was so unpopular, the public didn't want it. And overnight, election chances across the country changed. Overnight, races changed. I will continue my story here in just a second. And we're going to go into a lot of different things tonight, including more emails, the teacher who's going to eat her students. But maybe you're thinking to yourself, boy, I, I could never eat one of my students. But maybe you actually would eat one of your students if you were hungry enough. Maybe you would. Starving people do crazy things. Let me ask you something. In all seriousness, that was a joke, but let me ask you. If you show up at your grocery store tomorrow and the doors are closed or the shelves are empty or we really are in that Great Depression, like I've told you several times I think we're going into, how are you going to eat while things get back online? How are you going to eat? How's your family going to eat? We talk all the time about preparation, about target practice and stocking uh, water and a way to get clean water and, and getting some gold in your hands, but... You do understand you have to eat or you're going to end up eating somebody. My Patriot Supply has a deal for my people. I've loved My Patriot Supply for a long time. They have $150 off a three-month emergency food kit. Three months of you eating good, 2,000 calories a day of sustainable energy, $150 off. Get one for yourself, your spouse, your kiddos. If that grocery store gets empty or flat out closes, you'll still be eating. You'll still be doing fine. But you have to go to preparewithjessikelly.com, okay? Preparewithjessikelly.com. Go now. Feeling a little stocky? Follow, like, and subscribe on social at Jesse Kelly Show.
It is the Jesse Kelly Show on a Wednesday. And hey, don't be sitting there stressing about inflation. Joe Biden's overseas and he's going to work it all out. I will once more return to the hollow ground of Yad Vashem to honor six million. <laughs> so, all right, back to my story. Back to my story. I've been telling the story about how you think it's easy to run people out of races and get people to move here or there. And it's not so easy. So I'm running for Congress. I have no primary at this point. About four or five months I'm running, and all of a sudden Obama passes Obamacare. Overnight, it's so unpopular, there's a sea change in America, and Republicans all of a sudden look like they're going to sweep into Congress. Well, this race no one else wanted to get in before, all of a sudden that water starts to look really warm. Chris asked me during the break, he asked me how awkward the tiny events were because I was talking about how uh, this little old lady, you know, you go give a speech and she says, I want to put on a fundraiser for you. And you show up at her house on Friday and it's her and her daughter or it, it, you know, two people showed up. He asked how awkward they were. Oh, buddy, they're terrible. Everyone feels bad. The host feels terrible because they feel responsible. They couldn't get more people out. You, as a candidate, feel terrible because, really, it's on you. You're not enough of a draw to get people out. Your staff, they understand you've got to raise some money to even run for office, and there's all the donation envelopes, and they're all sitting there empty. Look, it's it's as awkward as it gets. Oh, and get, it, it's not like, as a candidate, you can do what you really want to do, thank them, spend 15 minutes with them, and then just boogie on out and go home. You've got to stay there. They opened up their home to you. You have an obligation. You got to stay there for an hour or two, and you're all just sitting there in the living room. So, uh, I thought the pigs in a blanket were really good. I, I thought those are really good. Uh, so, <laughs> so I I noticed you have a new my pillow over there. That looks very very comfortable. That's that's all you have to talk about. Speaking of which, nineteen dollars and eighty eight cents. MyPillow has a flash sale right now on MyPillows. You can get them as low as $19.88 with the promo code JESSE. Giza Dream Sheets on sale. Oh, the glorious mattress topper on sale. Slippers on sale. Mike Lindell got ticked off at Walmart because they kicked him out and just promptly slashed prices on everything. If you've been waiting, now's the time. Go to MyPillow.com. Promo code JESSE gets you that deal, okay? MyPillow.com, radio listener specials, promo code JESSE. Or maybe you're out driving around, that's fine. You can call 800-845-0544. Back to my story. The water gets warm. The race all of a sudden looks like it might just be winnable. She's still this formidable opponent, but the race looks like it might be winnable. Well, I know you're going to find this shocking, but the establishment GOP, the more squishy to the middle GOP, they they were horrified by me. I was so far to the right of them. And again, I was I was a hothead. I was 26, 27 years old. I could not be controlled. And I apparently, according to them, which I say this is a lie. They say I was disrespectful of the powers that be. I still remember uh, he was then Arizona Senator John Kyle ended up hating me until the day I died. And I found out he thought I didn't show him the proper respect when we met. I think I was very respectful, Chris. I don't remember what, how that interaction went. I mean, we, we're not going to be friends or anything like that, but I think I was respectful. Either way, 
They not only disliked me, they could not control me at all, and it drove them insane. It drove them absolutely batty insane. So they went shopping. They wanted someone else who they thought would be more pliable to them. And they found him. He was a state senator. I'm not going to give out his name. He's actually a good dude, and it's, it's, it's no bad blood or anything there. I don't, I, don't, I don't need you trashing him and blowing up his phone. Or he's a good dude. But they went and found this state senator, and they ran him. And I, by this point in time, I don't remember what the number is. I think I had raised maybe two or $300,000 total. And that's probably being very generous. I bet you it was maybe less than that running for Congress because no one knew who I was and all the big money donors, they, they were scared to death of me. They threw a big fancy party for this guy the opening night he announced. And all the fancy Republican donors were there, all of them. And it was in this multi-million dollar mansion. We obviously, obviously I wasn't invited, but we did get word afterwards. They raised him over half a million dollars in one night. One night. Now, at this point in time, the staff is obviously a little nervous. I, because I'm stupid, I didn't care. I was like, ah, screw them and their half million dollars. But... At this point in time, the smart thing would have been to get out of the race and do what they tried to get. What they, well, they tried to bribe me out of the race. I got a phone call. They never do it overtly because it's illegal to do that. But I got a phone call from a friend of a friend of a friend who told me, hey, a friend's going to call you and he's going to say to you, you should get out of the race and then they'll back you for a state house or state senate seat and you have all the money you want for your campaign or whatnot. I was too dumb to realize that was the bribery call. But let me just say, he definitely knew by the time he hung up the phone, the answer was no. I had some very not kind things to say to him and all his big money people. <laughs> I told him where they could shove all their money. and so. But that would have been the smart move, right? If you wanted a career in politics or something like that, that would have been the smart move. Just drop out. Go join the state house, state senate. There was nothing you could do to move me from where I wanted to go at that point in time. There was no threat you could make, no bribe you could offer me. When people talk about Joe Biden backing out after the midterms and then, hey, they need to get Dome out of the way because she's too unpopular. I, I mean, we make a lot of jokes about Dome. Do you, do, do you know how she got her start in politics? You do know the things she did to get her start in politics. Somebody who's ambitious enough to do that, to get their start in politics, do you think you're simply going to walk into Dome's office and say, hey, uh, you're actually not that popular. Uh, we want you out of here, so go ahead and go. Do you think she's going to leave? No, she's going to blow up your party from the inside if you try to force her out in that way. Rear Admiral Buttigieg is the same way. This is a man who believes he should be president. That's why he ran so hard last time. And of course, he got bribed with that transportation secretary gig to get out. But do you think you're going to go to the rear admiral and say, hey, listen, Pete, politics is not for you. Maybe try a hot dog eating contest or something, but you're not going to make it here in politics. And do you think Pete is going to say, oh, yeah, that sounds good. I'll just move on. 
This is a human being with a real axe to grind with America who also believes he should be president of the United States of America so he can destroy the country from within. Do you think you're going to intimidate or bribe him out of the race again? These are relatively young, ambitious people who believe they should sit in the Oval Office. We can play politics in our minds all we want and move the chess pieces around all we want. The truth is... Once they get rid of Joe Biden, the problems for Democrats have only begun. All right. It's time to address this teacher and her students and her maybe eating them. It's time to talk about crisis pregnancy centers and more emails. Hang on. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. 